Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I am here with Chelsea. Today we are looking in Deuteronomy chapter 31, starting in verse 30. Uh, and basically what we're looking at today is two songs. We're going to look at a song that's recorded in Deuteronomy and a song that's actually in Psalm 90. Uh, but it's it's like music, basically, is what we're looking at. <laughs> it's like music. It's like songs. <laughs> um, my question is, what if all of our worship songs were like this? Okay, so this is this is another one of those passages where I'm going to be like, hey guys, don't take this day off. Like, go read it. Probably a couple times, read it. Um, and th- that actually, I'm telling you to do that. I'm challenging you to do that. Like, go get your Bible, read this for yourself a couple times before you form an opinion. It's very um, bossy of you, but it's okay. <laughs> I, I actually, if you know me in person, I actually don't mind being bossy at all. <laughs> It's one yeah, of my spirit, know. <laughs> spiritual gifts. That's probably not a spiritual gift at all. Um, no, go read it for yourself and look at Psalm 90 as well. Um, and because actually, like, Chelsea and I just had, like, a pretty interesting conversation about worship music. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not being um, facetious when I say, like, what if our worship songs were like this? I'm saying, like, actually, what if they were like this? What if they, we had a healthy representation of who we are um, and the sin that infects our lives and who God is? And, oh, man, we are very, very, very far off from God. <laughs> It's interesting because if like, and this is why I want you to read it a bunch of times, like it should strike us or like it probably strikes us is very odd um, because the very, very firm focus of this song of both songs is how powerful and strong and important God is. And I, I would go so far as to say the second theme is how not important and how almost like disappointing yeah. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a little bit of a contrast to what we like to sing, right? Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's, you would never hear something like this in a modern day. This would be a song. tough song to sing on a Sunday morning in a worship service. <laughs> right. Yeah, it would. Also, <laughs> I'm kind of dumb. I, the, beside the word pinions, yeah. I put LOL because I was just picturing it as like short for opinions. <laughs> oh my goodness. How about them pinions? Let us know all your pinions, guys. <laughs> funny anyway um i have a question that we didn't yeah. talk about before we started recording so hopefully you have the answer oh no okay so in verse in wait what, what chapter are we in 31 chapter 31 verse um hold on hold on 17 they offered sacri- sacrifices to demons which are not god to gods they had not known before we've heard that phrase before gods they've not known before um i'm curious when the israelites were worshiping false gods. Were they worshiping satanic forces, Satan demons? Like, what do you think about that? It seems like this song would say yes. Yeah, and like, so I'm th- like, I'm translating it to modern day. If we are serving false gods, whatever that false god might be, like, what does that mean for us? Yeah, I mean, the 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 accuser, like like Satan and the the forces of evil, they mm-hmm. are obviously like working to draw our attention away from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about demons a ton. I, I'm not used to talking about demons much at all. Um, but there, there is like, we, we are existing in a, in a physical world where you can sit at a table and have coffee with a person next to you. And we are simultaneously existing in a spiritual world where there are spiritual voice forces that we don't love to talk about or think about, mm-hmm. uh, that are, that are at work and, and moving and influencing, um, 
in real time as we do our thing. So um, I think for for this song to call out the fact that they're worshiping idols, uh, it's not super surprising to me that those would be demonic things. I mean, because they were like outright bringing their praise and worship and sacrifices and offerings um, to stones and rocks and things. And if there's anything that Satan delights in, it's worship that's not God. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, 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 um, the spiritual realm, what is, what is it where Paul talks about that? Like we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Mm -hmm. but the powers of, um, principalities. Yeah. Principalities and powers and darkness (laughs) of this world. Um, Paul's saying like, Hey, we are in a fight in the spiritual realm. Um, that's the reason that like mystical movies and stuff about witchcraft and wizardry and like all that stuff. That's why it's interesting to us because we are designed to be active in that realm. Yeah. Um, so when, when, when it's recorded in this, this song that that is what those idols were, it shouldn't really surprise us. Probably right. makes us like a little bit uncomfortable. Well, I'm not uncomfortable. I just kind of like never thought about it that way. Yeah. I just figured like it was, they were worshiping inanimate, inanimate objects. Yeah. Not thinking that any like I just not I'm not thinking about the spiritual realm at all like yeah. when I think about that but it actually puts it into a good perspective for me of just like okay if I'm not worshiping God then who am I worshiping yeah not just what like, yeah who am I worshiping and, and another thing to think of that that is interesting is that obviously we are not um, we're not regularly bringing offerings and sacrifices like we don't worship the same way correct um, and I think a lot of times we can find ourselves worshiping things without actually feeling like we're worshiping those things yeah. I mean like when when everything in our lives is aligned to some degree to bring wealth or power or you know that is a form of idolatry that's not necessarily like you you know building a piece of stone that you want to kneel in front of but mm-hmm. it is something we need to pay attention to and something we need to repent of frankly like we need to be um driven uh to worship God and God alone mm-hmm. and that's i mean that's what these songs these songs are designed to be worship of God and yeah. God alone it's to, the, to the point that it feels yeah. it feels kind of painful it's like oh mm-hmm. man wow why is it so hard on us right yeah yeah i love psalm 90 like yeah, I, I was reminded of how much I really love that song. Okay, why do you like it so much? Okay, a couple things. Well, I I love ninety verse twelve. Like that's a, a verse that I go back to a lot. Um, teach us to realize the brevity of life, so that we may grow in wisdom. Um, I think it's a great prayer. Mm. Um, and like, I mean, the Psalms teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And if you read it, I mean, there's so many different lines in there. But if you read it, I think it's a great prayer. Both like learning how to like give God honor and also also. Um, like how to ask from God things. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I noticed this time was verse eight, you spread out our sins before you, our secret sins, and you see them all. And I'm thinking about how Moses wrote this Psalm at the end of his life. And I'm wondering like secret sins. I wonder if there's something beyond, and we have kind of have a hint of beyond striking that rock. Like the Lord talks about like his holiness being, what did he say? Disrupt, like, Something about his holiness. Well, anytime God speaks about the rock, he says that you did not represent my represent holiness, holiness. That's which right. is really interesting. I think I talked about that in one of the other episodes, but yeah. I always think of it as like, well, why didn't Moses do what God said? Right. And what God says is like, you did not show how holy I am. Yeah. And it's so like, I'm whoa. thinking like what secrets, if Moses is writing this, I'm sure there's probably something he's thinking like secret sins. Like he might be like pretty broken hearted over something that we might actually not have the full picture of mm-hmm. that might be keeping him from the promised land. I don't know. Just I mean, it, it also shows us like those, those, those things that you know about that you think nobody else knows about, mm-hmm. God knows God about. God sees it all. And here it is like in the Pentateuch, like the very beginning books of the Bible, 
God knows the the secrets in your heart. Yeah. And God calls us to repentance of those secret sins in our heart. I mean, that he, there's even, you know, the sacrificial system. There was a way to make sacrifices for those the yeah. sins that you forgot about or yeah. that, you you know, were secret. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> That's very awesome. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to God's Whole Story. We are going to be wrapping up uh, Deuteronomy very soon. I have are to we, start Joshua tomorrow. Are we in Joshua tomorrow? Yes, we are. So we will be in Joshua tomorrow. I think we're excited about that, like a, a little bit of a change of pace as yeah. we get into Joshua. Um, so we hope you're enjoying this journey with us, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Deuteronomy chapter 31, starting in verse 30. So Moses recited this entire song publicly to the assembly of Israel. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words that I say. Let my teaching fall on you like rain. Let my speech settle like dew. Let my words fall like rain on tender grass, like gentle showers on young plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our God. He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. But they have acted corruptly toward him. When they act so perversely, are they really his children? They are a deceitful and twisted generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord? You foolish and senseless people. Isn't he your father who created you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father and he will inform you. Inquire of your elders and they will tell you. When the Most High assigned lands to the nations, when he divided up the human race, he established the boundaries of the peoples according to the number in the heavenly court. For the people of Israel belong to the Lord. Jacob is his special possession. He found them in a desert land, in an empty, howling wasteland. He surrounded them and watched over them. He guarded them as he would guard his own eyes, like an eagle that rouses her chicks and hovers over her young. So he spread his wings to take them up and carried them safely on his pinions. The Lord alone guided them. They followed no foreign gods. He let them ride over the highlands and feast on the crops of the fields. He nourished them with honey from the rock and olive oil from the stony ground. He fed them yogurt from the herd and milk from the flock, together with the fat of lambs. He gave them choice rams from Bashan and goats, together with the choicest wheat. You drank the finest wine made from the juice of grapes. But Israel soon became fat and unruly. The people grew heavy, plump, and stuffed. Then they abandoned the God who had made them. They made light the rock of their salvation. They stirred up his jealousy by worshiping foreign gods. They provoked his fury with detestable deeds. They offered sacrifices to demons, which are not God, to gods they had not known before, to new gods only recently arrived, to gods their ancestors had never feared. You neglected the rock who had fathered you. You forgot the God who had given you birth. The Lord saw this and drew back. Provoked to anger by his own sons and daughters, he said, I will abandon them. Then see what becomes of them, for they are a twisted generation, children without integrity. They have roused my jealousy by worshiping things that are not God. They have provoked my anger with their useless idols. Now I will rouse their jealousy through people who are not even a people. I will provoke their anger through the foolish Gentiles, for my anger blazes forth like fire and burns the depths of the grave." 
It devoured the earth and all its crops and ignites the foundations of the mountains. I will heap disasters upon them and shoot them down with my arrows. I will weaken them with famine, burning fever and deadly disease. I will send the fangs of wild beasts and poisonous snakes that glide in the dust. Outside, the sword will bring death, and inside, terror will strike both young men and young women, both infants and the aged. I would have annihilated them, wiping out even the memory of them, but I feared the taunt of Israel's enemy, who might misunderstand and say, Our own power has triumphed. The Lord has nothing to do with this. But Israel is a senseless nation. The people are foolish without understanding. Oh, that they were wise and could understand this. Oh, that they might know their fate. How could one person chase a thousand of them and two people put 10,000 to flight unless the rock had sold them, unless the Lord had given them up? But the rock of our enemies is not like our rock, as even they recognize. Their vine grows from the vine of Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poison, and their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. The Lord says, Am I not storing up these things, sealing them away in my treasury? I will take revenge. I will pay them back. In due time, their feet will slip. Their day of disaster will arrive, and their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will give justice to his people, and he will change his mind about his servants when he sees the strength is gone and no one is left slave or free. Then he will ask, where are their gods, the rocks they fled to for refuge? Where now are those gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their offerings? Let those gods arise and help you. Let them provide you with shelter. Look now, I myself am he. There is no other God but me. I am the one who kills and gives life. I am the one who wounds and heals. No one can be rescued from my powerful hand. Now I raise my hand to heaven and declare, as surely as I live, when I sharpen my flashing sword and begin to carry out justice, I will take revenge on my enemies and repay those who reject me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword will devour flesh, the blood of the slaughtered and the captives and the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice with him, you heavens, and let all of God's angels worship him. Rejoice with his glad people, you Gentiles, and let all the angels be strengthened in him, for he will avenge Avenge the blood of his children. He will take revenge against his enemies. He will repay those who hate him and cleanse his people's land. So Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of the song to the people. When Moses had finished reciting all these words to the people of Israel, he added, Take to heart all the words of warning I have given you today. Pass them on as a command to your children, so they will obey every word of these instructions. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land you will occupy when you cross the Jordan River. That same day, the Lord said to Moses, Go to Moab, to the mountains east of the river, and climb Mount Nebo, which is across from Jericho. Look out across the land of Canaan, the land I'm giving the people of Israel as their own special possession. Then you will die there on the mountain. You will join your ancestors, just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and joined his ancestors. For both you, both of you betrayed me with the Israelites at the waves of Mirabah in Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. You failed to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel there. So you will see the land from a distance, but you may not enter the land I'm giving to the people of Israel. Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from the beginning to end, you are God. 
You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. For you a thousand years are like a passing day, as brief as a few night hours. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. They are like the grass that springs up in the morning. In the morning it blooms and flourishes. By the evening it's dry and withered. We wither beneath your anger. We are overwhelmed by your fury. You spread out our sins before you, our secret sins, and you see them all. We live our lives beneath your wrath, ending our years with a groan. Seventy years are given to us. Some even live to eighty. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we fly away. Who can comprehend the power of your anger? Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. O Lord, come back to us. How long will you delay? Take pity on your servants. Satisfy each morning with your unfailing love so we may sing for joy to end our lives. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Let us, your servants, see you work again. Let our children see your glory, and may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcast at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you, and if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.